As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question asks if I can analyze the mental health and personality factors that may be at work in the life and death of the actor Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger is best known for his work in Brokeback Mountain and The Dark Knight. Just a reminder, I'm not diagnosing anybody in this video, only speculating about what could be happening in a situation like this. If you enjoy this video, please like it, subscribe to my channel, and consider supporting me on Patreon. I'll put the link to Patreon in the description for this video. So first I'll look at the background of Heath Ledger, then I'll move to the mental health and personality factors. Heath Ledger was born in Perth, Australia on April 4, 1979. His father was an engineer and race car driver, and his mother was a teacher. They would get divorced some years later when he was in school. Now when he went to private school, he was described as intelligent, creative, athletic, shy, sensitive, gentle, mature for his age. People said he had a great sense of humor. He was charismatic. He stood out right away as somebody who would be successful. He had a variety of interests, including chess and photography. He often carried around a camera. He would record himself and take pictures of himself as he was driving or talking, just doing ordinary things. Ledger was also an athlete. For example, he was quite good at hockey, but he said that hockey wouldn't pay the bills, so he wanted to be an actor. So in this way, he was also pragmatic. He appeared in the 1996 series Sweat, and then he moved to Sydney and took a leading role in the series Roar. He then moved to Los Angeles in 1998 and starred in the 1999 movie 10 Things I Hate About You. At this point, oddly, he started to turn down roles. He was really taking a chance here with his career. Apparently, he passed on millions of dollars worth of movie projects. He only wanted to take roles in feature films. Amazingly, this strategy worked. He landed a supporting role in the movie The Patriot that was released in 2000. But this really didn't bring him into the spotlight. His big break occurred when he landed the leading role in the movie A Knight's Tale, which was released in 2001. After this, we see another unusual move. He starts turning down major roles and pursuing roles in small independent films. So we see inconsistency here. 
He also started directing music videos. He was romantically involved with a number of actresses, including Michelle Williams. He was with her from 2004 to 2007. That couple had a daughter. Ledger had faced a number of challenges in his life. We see reports that for many years he had difficulty sleeping and he had racing thoughts. He had difficulties with substance use as well. There are different reports about when Ledger's excessive use of substances started. One report indicates that Ledger was smoking marijuana every day for 20 years. Considering he died at 28, that means he would have had to start at 8 years old. That doesn't sound right. Other reports indicated that his use started later, but either way, it's clear he had been using substances for some time before his death. In 2005, Ledger gained recognition for his performance in the movie Brokeback Mountain. Ledger took the role of Joker in The Dark Knight, which was released in 2008. In 2007, while he was working on that film, he reported that he was having difficulty sleeping and was having racing thoughts. He tried the medication Ambien without success even after upping his dosage from one to two pills. In January 2008, he was working on the last film that he would appear in. He was evidently not feeling well. It appears he had some type of upper respiratory infection. He was still having trouble sleeping, and he was taking an increasing number of medications in order to resolve that problem. Ledger was also suffering from jet lag at the same time because he was traveling between New York, where he lived, and London, where he was filming. January 22, 2008, 28-year-old Heath Ledger was in his Manhattan home when his masseuse and his housekeeper discovered him unconscious in his bed at about 3 p.m. The masseuse tried to wake him, but he did not respond. She apparently used Ledger's phone to call the actress Mary-Kate Olsen and waited before calling 911. At 3.36 p.m., Ledger was pronounced dead. This unusual behavior, like her calling an actress before 911, makes me wonder if Ledger was unconscious on a somewhat regular basis. One would think that somebody would call 911 immediately if they saw somebody unconscious and not responding to attempts to wake them up. The autopsy revealed that Ledger had a number of substances in his system, including oxycodone, also known as oxycontin, hydrocodone, which is in Vicodin, diazepam, Valium, temazepam, Restorol, aprazolam, Xanax, and doxylamine, which is an antihistamine. Technically, the autopsy findings were inconclusive. They did not reveal any anatomical or pathological causes of death. The actual concentrations of these different substances would have been very useful, but they were not released. Instead, we see this report indicating that all of the levels were within expected therapeutic ranges. With these findings, they concluded that the mixture of substances led to Ledger's death. This started an investigation into two California physicians who were treating Ledger. The physicians were cleared in Ledger's death. The authorities said that those physicians did not prescribe the oxycodone and the hydrocodone. It is not clear where he obtained those medications. It is also not clear why he was taking more than one opioid and more than one benzodiazepine. Now moving to the mental health and personality factors. So I'll first take a look at his potential personality profile. I conceptualize personality using the five-factor model. I remember the five factors through the acronym OCEAN, openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So with openness to experience, I would say that Ledger appears very high in this trait, 
This one actually seems fairly clear, and this is kind of an expected result when looking at actors. He had an appreciation for art. He was intellectually curious, adventurous, he liked variety, and he experienced feelings intensely. With conscientiousness, his level would be mid-range. He was not always careful about what he said. He made a few inaccurate statements that got him in some trouble, but at the same time, he was described as hardworking, productive, and dedicated when he was on the set of a movie or working on other projects. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Amy. And hi, hi, True Crime fans. We're the co-hosts of She Goes by Jane. Every week, we'll be covering the story of a missing or unidentified woman in the United States. Stories you may have heard before. And ones whose stories didn't make it into the news. We've been covering these stories for a while, first in Amy's book of poetry, Doe, and then in Vanessa's documentary, She. But now we want to share them with you here on She Goes by Jane. And each week, we'll be joined by a special guest who will read a poem in honor of the women we talk about. Can we say who? We can say who. We'll be joined by actresses like Coco Jones and Gabrielle Ruiz. And musicians like Stephanie Quayle and Kelly Moneymaker, along with authors like Louise Penny and Catherine McKenzie. So check out She Goes by Jane wherever you get your podcasts, or check out Evergreen Podcasts and their true crime channel, Killer Podcasts. We can't wait to bring you these stories. For extroversion, now this one's a little unusual. I would say that he was highly extroverted, but he was frequently described as shy. What we see here is how someone can be shy and extroverted at the same time. Now, this can happen, but it's not expected. Ledger was assertive for the most part. He was excitement-seeking. He had a lot of positive emotions. He was friendly, energetic, and seemed to like being around other people. He always had people in his house, like different types of artists. So he wasn't avoiding social situations at all. What could have been happening with Ledger was that perhaps he wasn't as talkative as many people who are extroverted, so he appeared shy, or because he's in a business where extroversion is the norm, or at least the appearance of extroversion, he may have seemed shy by that standard. Now, for agreeableness, his level would be high. He was altruistic, straightforward, empathic, and trusting. For neuroticism, his level would be mid to high. He may have been depressed, he reported having anxiety attacks, and we do see impulsiveness, which is common for people who improperly use substances. While on the topic of depression, one popular theory with Ledger is that he became depressed when he was working on The Dark Knight. He became too wrapped up in the character of Joker, and because he was method acting, because he was living the character, the line got blurred between his personality and psychopathy. 
and this led him to a dark place, a place of depression and despair. The difficulty with this narrative is that the evidence doesn't seem to support this, at least as far as we see on the set of The Dark Knight. A number of people reported that he was frequently seen on set skateboarding, laughing, and having fun. So no one on set really noticed him experiencing symptoms of depression, although some did notice he was having trouble sleeping. Now, depression is something that people can hide fairly effectively, so it's possible he was depressed and disguised it pretty well. I think this is probably the most likely scenario. His relationship with Michelle Williams had failed. They had a lot of dreams, including having six children someday. He lost a lot when that relationship ended. It makes sense that he would have been at least somewhat depressed. There's no way to know for sure, of course, but I think he probably did have symptoms of depression. It makes sense given his substance use. Other important mental health factors would be insomnia and racing thoughts. They just became too much for him to cope with. These two factors combined can cause tremendous stress. When somebody's having trouble sleeping, especially if they're expected to be highly productive, as an actor would be, it doesn't take long for that person to get really frustrated and start searching desperately for some type of solution, like substances. It's not clear what led to Ledger's insomnia or to his racing thoughts. With the insomnia, it's possible that he had no underlying condition that would explain it, like he just had primary insomnia. Often with people who are using substances, we find that the insomnia comes from their attempts to regulate their level of energy. So we see depressants and stimulants being taken to go to sleep and to get up. But in the case of Ledger, we don't really see anything about stimulants. But that doesn't mean he wasn't trying to regulate his energy with substances. As far as the racing thoughts, some people say that maybe he had mania, hypomania, or ADHD. So bipolar disorder or ADHD. But we never see any clear explanation for this symptom. A lot of people who have insomnia have racing thoughts. Sometimes the insomnia comes first, and the person just notices their thoughts because they are awake when everything's quiet. Sometimes the racing thoughts come first, and they keep people awake. It's hard to know what the case was with Ledger. Ledger was someone who was accustomed to maintaining a good work ethic. He took his role as an actor very seriously. When he was staying awake and his mind was not slowing down, he became frustrated. This combined with his impulsiveness and led to substance use. At least that's a possibility. Ledger had predicted when he was younger that he was not going to live to an old age. He seemed intent on burning brightly, even if only for a short time. Maybe he understood something about his own personality. In the end, the prevailing theory of Ledger's cause of death was that it was accidental. I think this makes sense for a few reasons. Even though he may have obtained some of those substances illegally, he only had therapeutic doses of each substance in his system, as I mentioned. As far as I know, there were no reports of alcohol in his system. If his death was intentional, it is quite likely alcohol would have been involved. The last reason I believe it was accidental is because even if he was depressed, the depression didn't seem to be really out of control. It didn't appear to be pronounced. It may have been, but again, that didn't seem to be the driving factor behind his substance use. Rather, it was the insomnia and the racing thoughts. What's so interesting about Ledger is that he really did have everything going for him. In different documentaries we see about him and from other sources, it appears as though his family was very supportive. 
His father in particular is featured in one documentary I watched, and he seemed quite caring and supportive. Ledger was talented, and he had every opportunity to develop those talents when he was young. It makes one wonder about the destructive nature of Hollywood and fame. Is there something about the lifestyle of a celebrity that is inconsistent with long life? Unfortunately, many celebrities have died under similar circumstances. Even if we narrow down the criteria to deaths involving insomnia and substances, we see a number of high-profile figures like Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, and Michael Jackson. As far as I know, all three had plans of maintaining productivity or returning to a productive state in terms of their careers. Marilyn Monroe was looking forward to starring in several movies. Elvis Presley was going to resume performing, and Michael Jackson was rehearsing for a comeback tour. Here we see a deadly combination, a demand, whether internal or external, to be productive, insomnia, and the availability of substances. Ledger's life was full of incongruent factors, factors that don't seem to match. A few examples. He was extroverted, but shy. He believed himself destined for fame, but he despised fame. He was driven to succeed, but almost destroyed his career by turning down roles. He looked down his nose at comic book villains, only to be best remembered for playing one. He appeared happy when feeling down, and ultimately, he combined substances that don't mix well, leading to his untimely death. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.